is a Bramble Jam podcast. Hi, I'm Bran. I love Hallmark movies. Hey, I'm Panda, and I like Hallmark movies. I'm Dan, and I despise Hallmark movies. <laughs> and I'm Kimberly Sussed, and I am in Hallmark movies. And this, this is the Deck the Hallmark, Hallmark podcast. podcast. Oh, boy, oh, man. Boy. The day's finally here, everybody. Wow. The day's finally here. You can stop emailing us. You can stop uh, tracking us down, showing up at our houses yeah. at weird hours, yes. demanding Kimberly Sustad, because it's happened. And finally, finally. Mm. Our, our two-year moratorium. She said she wouldn't talk to us for two years. Yeah. That's what she said. She said, get, <laughs> she said, she said get um, two years under your belt, and I, then we'll talk. I made a frumpy comment in Nine Lives of Christmas, and Kimberly's like, that's going to cost you two years. It's gonna. I'm sorry. There's nothing we can do about it. You've really reined it in the past two years. I've tried my best. I've tried my best. Kimberly, how are you doing? I was waiting for my apology letter, but it never came, so. You didn't get the, I wrote it in the King's English in calligraphy. How in the world? It got, it got, I think it got, it got, it's the USPS. What can you do? Yeah, that's right. The post service. Things get stuck sometimes. Um, And, and uh, welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you. It has been a long time coming. It is true. We do get a lot of uh, people saying, hey, you need to have this guest and this guest. You are one of the most requested guests. And Mm -hmm. so we're so happy to finally have you on the show. Wow, that feels nice. Who knew? Uh, I mean, we, we did. did, we, we did, <laughs> but but now we we have now passed it along to you. Um, how has uh, the last couple months have been crazy? How have the last couple months been with you? You got kids? Has it just been crazy? Are you going crazy? What's it been like? Yeah, uh, you know, I have a five and a three year old, so this mm. is kind of what my life looks like anyway. Right. Quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I don't go to nice restaurants or restaurants at all. Um, And I don't like, there's just a lot of things that you don't do because of their age. So we already spent a lot of time at home and uh, it, it looked the same. Of course I have, it's not lost on me about how difficult it is for, for everyone. Right. Um, So we just kind of hunkered down and, uh, everything here of course got shut down and yeah, we just been doing the kid thing and trying to entertain them with every corner of our house, (laughs) which they are now currently where I was like, here's a new corner that we haven't played in before. Let's make a port. Um, so just that basically. And, uh, then we, we, we came back up, a couple weeks ago, which is crazy because we filmed a movie in that time. Crazy. Um, and it's already turning around to debut on Saturday. Yeah. Wow. And I know we'll talk about it, but did your kids uh, join you for that adventure or did they? Were they- no, because it was a, so we were the very first production yeah. back, like out of anyone filming. So it was a locked set, not even a, no family member, not like not any extra bodies were allowed on there because there was a specific count you had to have. Right. And we needed everybody that was there. We were already functioning at a, a lesser capacity to, to make a movie in order to abide by the COVID. Kimberly, you've been doing Hallmark movies since 2012, doing one during this quarantine. Did it, how different, obviously the extra couple of weeks, but once you started filming, it seems like, considering how we're already showing the movie three weeks later, it seems like everything worked like it always does. Did it feel different to you, or did it feel like just another day at of the office? Yeah, there was a different 
energy for sure the first week because we we everybody was in face masks um and on a film set you're so close you know they're trying to like negotiate around each other in small spaces often um and a lot of the stuff in our script ended up changing as well because uh out inside scenes became outdoor scenes and trying to make sense of that um and yeah by the second week we kind of settled into all of the protocols uh that everybody had to abide by and everybody had to be certified in, you know, hair and makeup, wardrobe, everybody had their own thing kind of, they had to abide by. So it bumped for sure. Um, at first. And then by the second week we, we adapted and it felt, yeah, like business as usual. Yeah. I've been trying to get Paul to wear a face mask all the time just to help people like be able to look at him more. So I think it was probably really helpful. (laughs) Such an Uh, unattractive guy. He is. Yeah. I'm just like, leave it on, bitch. Just leave it on. He's so unattractive and not funny either. He's just such a serious dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Take us, uh, we'll we'll get to the the filming of this movie in just a little bit, but take us uh, back, if you don't mind, uh, maybe to the beginning of your career, how you kind of got interested in acting to begin with, what your journey was like uh, from just liking it to wanting to do it more, to it becoming an occupation, all that good stuff. Yeah, well... We were living in Seattle, actually, um, and I was doing theater there. That was my, and still is my first love. I'm total theater nerd and musical theater nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, and Andy Tennant, actually, he's the director of Anna and the King Fools, Gold, mm-hmm. um, all those like 90s rom-coms. Mm-hmm. Um, was coming through town and he was trying to get into TV at the time. Uh, I think this was 2012, actually. And my agent just ran and said, I think you should take a look at my actress. I think she really fits your lead. Um, And so I auditioned and got that part, Mm. which was crazy because that was the first film thing that I had ever done and really did not have a clue what I was doing. Um, And we shot it in Spokane. And it, of course, never got picked up. But it was really funny. It had like Norm from Cheers and um, it was just this really, really funny show. Um, and that's what started my um, film career because at the time I was slinging cheesecakes at the Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, you were. To, <laughs> to make <clears throat> my ends meet by being in theater because you know how much they pay theater actors. Um, nothing. So... I realized uh, I don't have to sling cheesecakes anymore if I make the leap to the dark side. So <laughs> I did, and I drove up to Vancouver. Uh, I was a du- I'm a dual citizen, both American and Canadian, um, because I heard the film industry was uh, really booming here. And I lied to my uh, agent and I said I live here. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I was like, well, what's the worst thing that can happen? You know, I'll like I'll get a job, like and have to come up here for a day or two, stay with a friend and like make some money. Right. And can still live <laughs> in style and do theater. That did not happen. I got like a reoccurring role right away on a, on a TV show called prime evil, which was dinosaurs in the city of Vancouver. Yes, it was. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? That's Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sci-fi. 
uh, just living the dream. And then that same year, I auditioned for, oh, was it a bride for Christmas, maybe? Uh, And I got my first Hallmark role and they've kind of, they kind of scooped me up and I've been working with Hallmark regularly. This is the first actor we've had on that their first year on the screen they were on Hallmark. So that's definitely different for us, but I have a much more important question. What's the best cheesecake at the cheesecake factory? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I can't even remember the names of them, but there was this like peanut butter crunch. Mm. I think it was called. Yeah. Where it had like, uh, it it had, what is that chocolate bar? That's that peanut butter crunchy thing. Like all sprinkled all over top of it. Okay. Um, Oh gosh. I mean, the each single, I think each single piece of cheesecake is like 3000 calories, yeah. which is awesome. Fantastic. Um, and their Louisiana chicken pasta. I mean, come on. I mean, it just goes you, on. You and go on. there. We were not good for me. We were in but, Christmas con and New Jersey. We went to cheesecake factory cause there's literally nowhere else to eat that we had heard of. And the menu is like a book. Like it's possible. I know. There's like 22 pages of bliss. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> what did we get? We got the. The thing that I love that nobody gets yeah. is the there's these buffalo chicken wonton oh, appetizers. Oh my gosh. They're I know. so good. <laughs> they're, they're stuffed with cream cheese yeah. and like deep fried. It's mm. like a dream. I know. Yeah. I know. Man. I know I'm what hungry. you say. I know. I'm, I'm I could go for yeah, more. No, I could I go. go for yep, more. For I'm sure. In. That's for sure. So you Hallmark was basically part of the norm for you because you started with it in 2012 and, and that was early on in your screen acting career at least. Yeah. So when you go to a show, like my wife and I watched Travelers on Netflix and loved it and you were great in it. When you go to a show like uh, like Travelers or like Supernatural or like something like that um, and it's 40 minutes and they're on some sort of a deadline, does that feel like a stretch or does that feel different for you uh, than doing a movie where you get an entire character arc in 15 days and they're going to turn it around in three weeks? Yeah. Well, the beginning of my Hallmark career, I didn't do leads. So I I never had that, you know, they, I was just beginning. So I think they were like, let's see how this goes. Um, And yeah, like the, the, the nice thing about travelers is, or a show like that is you get this character arc, um, but you don't necessarily know what it is before it's coming. So, I mean, that's a good thing. You're kind of playing in the moment. Mm. Um, and these, these movies, oh gosh, I don't even know. I'm going to let go on forever and everybody's going to be snoring after like, you are fine. You're doing great. Um, yeah, the the turning and burning of the Hallmark movies is fun. They're fast and furious and, and wonderful. And it's always great to fall in love and have an obstacle and um, and go for that. And then these travelers things, it's like, you know, it's it's fun to be met with different obstacles every episode and have to have to negotiate through that. And of course, running around with the guns always fun and um you know getting to swear and say the f word and you know all, so you swear all, all and say the f word you yeah. put those in separate camps yeah 
Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's part of my vocabulary generally. So. <laughs> but I understand this next movie, you do have a gun and you do say the F word. Is that right? That's this right. next yeah. Hallmark Weddings movie? every weekend. That's so, why people yeah. are so wound up. It about was originally it. called yeah. uh, Weddings, Weddings Every Effing Weekend. weekend. That's but right. They, yeah. you know. Every Effing Weekend. Exactly. <laughs> people are actually cool with the display of love between anyone. They don't want Kimberly Sustad saying the F word. That's, That's right. the problem. And you can't blame no, them. I don't for all the Hallmark fans. And I don't. <laughs> right. and you shouldn't uh 20 like 2012 hallmark is a good bit different uh than 2019 2020 hallmark uh how have you seen kind of you you've been through this whole journey uh especially as the company began to to grow around that time of 2012 and started to ramp up the christmas movies and all that stuff how have you seen the company grow not just in the amount of movies that they're doing but maybe in the quality of the movies that they're making 2012 compared to uh now yeah well, they did. They they grew exponentially. And I think doing 14 or 16 Christmas movies to 41 mm-hmm. is a, a huge leap. And I, I found that the scripts uh, definitely became more about hitting certain marks. Yeah. Marks. Mm. You know, the gingerbread making, the picking of the Christmas tree, the that kind of a thing where in 2012, they used to be a little bit more about the story. There was a, a unique story and we kind of followed these characters through uh, that. And there, there was a little more allowance for the rom-com. Mm-hmm. And then I think they kind of just ran out of time for the rom-com. And then they were just like trying to hit the Christmas nostalgia. That makes sense. Yep. Um, but what's interesting about this year, which is so fun to do this whole journey with them is they're headed back Hmm. to 2012 where with even more room, of course, of being inclusive and telling uh, all kinds of stories and everybody's stories. And um, yeah. And then letting that rom-com live. Like when you see Paul in our movie, it'll feel like a 2012. Wow. That's fun. Bold movie. And it's so Fine. You know, yeah. it's funny. I or it's not funny actually. You, you're one hundred percent right. These movies are designed to not make you laugh. Like even the funny stuff has to be kind of tempered. But when we think about the Kimberly Sustad movies that we've watched, so Nine Lives, Sense and Sensibility, and Snowman, uh, Hearts Hearts of Christmas with Palaha, you were in that one, I believe. I think is that it. I, that maybe there might be one no more. no Godwink. We God watched Godwink God and Godwink. We'll we'll throw that one out. That one doesn't count. But the other three. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So but sentimental. You, you you tend to be like have a very quirky comedic presence in these movies, and like Paul does the same thing in, in his movies. Uh, we always find that Tyler Hines, another guy, tends to slip in humor that normally we don't find in Hallmark movies. Is that a point of pride for you? Is making the you know these these characters that let's be honest, like these movies are, if you're laughing too hard, you're going to lose the formula. That's kind of been the motto, right? But yeah. like, is it a point of pride for you to try to sneak in these moments? Like when you and Aaron Krako and Sensibility, you look like you're having a blast in that movie and you're kind of trying to make each other laugh. Like, is that something that you really like pointedly pur- purposely bring to the set? Yeah, I, I think I, I get those scripts. Like you watch those movies and I, and I say like, it's, <laughs> let what can we do here yeah Uh, and it's not that i'm trying to be funny i just build a character that you know within the circumstances i just try to build a character like some a real person 
Um, <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, no, don't be, just don't, trying to do my job. Don't be crazy <laughs> out here, Kimberly. <laughs> building real people. Stop it. Stop I don't know. It. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do feel a sense of uh, pride about it that it definitely feels like it's getting more and more recognized for, you know, building characters like that. And that feels good because I think for a while that, yeah, you just, you never heard anything cause you were never necessarily the lead. And now they're like, Ooh, we, we like the way that you're building those and here's some more lead roles. And you're like, yay, fun. Now I get to, <laughs> we get to watch that person the whole time. And you're going to be so annoyed with me. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, do you have an audition story that's memorably bad? Like one where you left and you were like, man, I, that could not have gone worse. Do you have one of those? Oh, I have those all the time. <laughs> Do you have a, a particular story that sticks out that we would love to hear? When I was first uh, starting out, I came to Vancouver and the, I went to the casting director's office and I didn't really understand like eye lines or, or anything. You know, I was like a theater actor. So I just like, I, would, I stood there and I like delivered it to the casting director who was like at her, you know, <laughs> way over there. And she's like, great. Uh, okay. So just like to the reader. And I didn't even know what a reader was. <laughs> so I was like trying to like, you know, and then I'm like all over the place, not on my mark, nothing. And then she was just like, I remember after she was like, do you want to like come in? do you want to be a reader? I think it would be really good for you. <laughs> a bunch of auditions. And I was like, Oh yeah, thanks for the opportunity. You know, thinking no idea that I just completely blew that. And then the reader afterwards was like, yeah. So, um, so you that little X on the mark. <laughs> got to kind of stay on there because we can't follow you with the camera, you know? <laughs> I, I was it. like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> she didn't get that audition. She's like, not at all. But that's cool. We'll see you. Yeah, you know. we'll call you. We'll call you. We'll call, we'll yeah. call you. Um, you've done something interesting with your uh, Hallmark career in particular. Is you've had uh, supporting roles, you've had leading roles. Sometimes you'll do a leading role, and then you'll have a supporting role. Kind of go back and forth. Um, what What is the kind of unique challenge of doing both of those? Like you did uh, Godwink. The following year, you were supporting and sensibility to a certain extent. It was kind of co-led, kind of not. Uh, so what is that like for you to, to like, do you do you play it differently? Do you do it like, what's your thought process between uh, kind of supporting and, and actually having to lead? Yeah. Well, when you're not, when you're supporting, it's definitely less stress. <laughs> um, but I play it the same way. I, I, I do the same work for, for each character. And I, uh, when Hallmark asked if I wanted to work with Aaron, I did. And, um, I like her a lot as a person and I, and I like her a lot as a character. Um, so that was my decision. And in hearts of Christmas, Amelia, um, and Christopher are two of my favorite people. So th that kind of is like, yeah. Amel yeah. Amelia's great. Chris, on the other hand, yeah, I don't no. know about that. Uh, guy. What a guy. I know. Yeah. Right. Worst mm. kind of guy. Uh, so you get the script and you have to go ahead and build out a lot. As you said, build out these characters. Um, and you try to add something to that. 
did you have to learn how to do that in theater that you bring to that? Like, what's that look like for you to try to add something? Like, is there like a check down in your mind of what you're trying to aim for? Like, what, walk us through that process. Yeah, I think it's something that I started to do definitely even in theater. The, the same script breakdown or character breakdown hmm. you go through. And, and my process has always been trying to understand this person's story as a, as a whole, as an arc. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I go through all of the obstacles along that way and then how that might make that person feel. And then I try to just like, uh, I just try to, yeah, I, I, you should, I should show your script one time. Oh my gosh. I think I might have one here, but it's just like ridiculous. And I, I just break down every beat and then it goes into beats and then it goes into scenes. Like what's the scene about? What is this? What am I trying to accomplish with each scene instead of just saying the lines, which you can, you know, naturally, but it's like, what, what do I want here? What is this? What is the point of this scene in this movie and how does it forward our story? Mm. And then I find those beats and I find those moments all at the end of that, after all of that work is done. We're going to keep going in just a second, but first we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. You're marking up your script the whole time. You're, you're taking notes. You're just kind of diagramming it out almost like just yeah, well, as even as we're doing it mm-hmm. like on, in, in the day on the day, you know, we're rehearsing it like for Paul and I will, we'll rehearse it, you know, as they're setting up and you, you'll start to find the rhythm of a scene or a, a new discovery as to, Oh, I thought this was about this, but now this is becoming about this knowing what we've just done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll switch it around. So nothing's ever locked, but you get this blueprint that starts to happen. Um, and yeah, that's where the, the rhythm and the music starts happening and the beats. And that's like always what I try to find in my characters is that musicality, if that makes sense. Yeah. As, as someone who clearly takes great pride in doing what you do and knowing that with Hallmark, sometimes you're going to get one, two takes and then it's, we're moving, right? Like there's, that's the thing. That's yeah. the thing. I'd be ready because that's exactly it yeah. is there's no time. So yeah, I think there, there is a sense in some of these movies where people might, there is no time. So they just like stand and deliver that, that all that work. I just try to do ahead of time and just have like a loose blueprint to make room for obviously everybody else in the scene. Do you ever watch one of your movies and you know, you only had two takes and you have a distinct preference on which take should have been used. And you see that they edited it. The editor used the other take and you're like, how could they, I had two takes and I had one that was good and they used the other. Have you ever been sitting there doing that? Every single time. (laughs) And you know which one they always use? The one that I didn't want. (laughs) Of course. Classic. Classic. Of course. Um, So one of the first episodes we ever did, I think it was our third movie that we reviewed was Nine Lives. Uh, part of that is I was the one picking the movies. I love that movie. Uh, and the other reason was it's a, it's beloved. Like it's oh still gosh. to this day, one of the ones that people talk about. Um, and it had a cat instead of a dog. And so that's really I mean, saying something. It must be a really good movie. Oh, um, two yeah, that's and right. two so uh, what is it like? You, you What is it like having a, a, a Hallmark movie that is so beloved all these years later? And what do you think it is about that movie in particular that has stuck with people throughout the, uh, you know, 
200 plus Christmas movies that have come out since then that kind of stands above the rest of the pack? Well, I used to have all these really smart answers, maybe not so smart, but uh, now I just think the cats. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well. Before I was like, well, maybe I really build an interesting character. (laughs) And I was like, no, it's the cats. It's clearly the cats. Like the Tiger King and how like crazy cat people are. You know, they love, there's a cat community. Yeah. And um, then I was just like, no, it's Brandon, it's neither you or I, it's, it's the cats. So <laughs> that's, that's the truth of that one. But also I think Marilee, I mean, you brought up the frumpy, uh, sweaters and all of that kind of stuff. And did, did the costume designer try to make her look frumpy? And although everybody might've come to my defense, there was an aspect about Marilee that I felt like I had fought for really, really hard that she you know, wasn't lip glossed Mm -hmm. and, uh, she really hadn't dated and she'd been looking after her sister, her, you know, their, their parents weren't around and it's been about her sister the whole time. And then she's like in the, in the midst of that, trying to actually follow her passion and is up all night studying, trying to become a veterinarian. And then things started to really like build for me where I just, I wanted the ugly sweaters. I wanted the, I wanted the puffy jacket the entire time. And what was so nice is I just got to play the humor of her instead of like worrying about what my hair was doing or like what I was, you know, how my car, like the wardrobe or anything. And it, it, it just, it, it it went. That was a great answer, Kimberly. But all I heard was that you agree with me that they were trying to make you look frumpy and that's all that really matters here. Correct. So (laughs) The actor, the actor herself agrees with Dan about that particular take on that movie. I just want to make well, that you might you might want to be careful because maybe all the fans will say even though they tried to make her look frumpy, she wasn't. Still looks great. But you know, to that point, it isn't like I imagine you did have to fight for it. Like we knew, we knew Bill. Rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> you know, we know that he was sending notes and all this stuff about certain things that he wanted to look a certain well, I can't way. Imagine the Bill Abbott notes on that movie. I am, yeah, oh I am ima- like I imagine that it actually was a bit of a a, a fight. If you we had said, a certain uh, desire for a character i imagine it might have been a little we said you could we could ask you said we could ask you anything so now we're asking were the notes from bill abbott on nine lives of christmas really tough i have no idea because that was my first lead lead, and i i didn't know which way was up or down so i i have i'm sure there i'm sure yeah (laughs) you know the producer on that movie jim head uh what is so fantastic and his fight for me from the beginning um when i actually auditioned for for the role of merrily he fought really hard for me to 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 do that movie um and he fought every every fight after that he's he's an, an incredible person and producer and has informed me that the sequel is coming. Wow. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. That's exciting, man. I'm ready for that sequel. Uh, whatever. I think the world is. <laughs> Brandon Routh, though. He's coming back for another? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He didn't uh, have anything else to do. Well, Come on. Yeah. Come on. Come some, I'm sorry. Yeah. He just, you know, he was like the Adam man or something on the CW, wasn't he? He's a big yeah. deal. He's a, yeah. 
He's a big deal. Now, I'll tell you a funny story. He was at, uh, I think it was like Comic-Con in uh, San Francisco. Is it San Diego? Yes. Um, and they <clears throat> have this whole crowd out there and they do this like announcement when Brandon comes out and they're like, who's here for Brandon for Superman? And this like whole crowd out there is like cheering. Wow. And then he goes, like, who's here for Brandon for um, DC legends of tomorrow. And everyone's like, wow. You know? And then somebody from the crowd <laughs> goes, who's here for Brandon for the cat movie. And then this, <laughs> humongous eruption happened bigger than the first two. And he realized he texted me. He's like, I think I'm more famous for nine lives of Christmas. That's great. And he was like every other person that came to like, uh, get an autograph after at his booth was a woman like in her 60s. <laughs> she was a cat lady, is what you're saying. She uh -huh. was a nine lives of Christmas fan. She's like, I just love you in that movie. I just love cats. You know, I just oh like, I love, I love this fantastic. movie. And like, he realized, and still today, of course he's doing a sequel. He's like, it, it is a phenomenon, yeah. you know? If you get so, stopped for being like, if fans stop you in the street or on the, in the airport or wherever before COVID hit, obviously, is it, is it majority nine lives of Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what can, you do? what can you do? Hey, I, I'm all about those cats. Based upon IMDb, Kimberly, how many Hallmark movies have you been in? Based off of IMDb? Yeah, I got. I no just, just take a guess. Uh, I don't know, ten, thirteen. Oh, those really? are nice. yeah. We're including the mysteries in this. Thirteen, right. thirteen. But I want to talk to you about Super Buddies. <laughs> 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 um, it's not often, if ever, we get an actor from one of the beloved Airbud sequels, <laughs> Super Buddies. Yet we have her here today, and I would be remiss if I didn't at least dig in and ask what it was like to work with all the buddies. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> You're you said yeah. it, you said anything. Those Kimberly. are dog superheroes. I, right. I, 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 you know, yeah. forgive me. Yeah. I, I did not see the direct to DVD <laughs> Super Buddies, and I didn't you know, know it's. It, I'm, I think it's on Netflix now. It we, is. Can we have a big <laughs> like the Air Bud, big fan? I mean, some people yeah. like Golden Receiver. That's the best sequel. I'm like, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. Have you seen my girl mm -hmm. Sustad in Super Buddies? That's <laughs> the one. That's the one we've got to. We've got to check out. So I think we need to have a, a watch party with Kimberly. I uh, love that. Uh, for we Super should, Buddies. We should go back through it all. And you could, you could do a commentary for us. Just on Super oh, Buddies. Oh, now we're talking. <laughs> I'm so in I can give you my thought life on every moment. Yeah. <laughs> you know? What, what it. is it like uh, uh, voice acting on, on the for reals? I imagine that's a little, you know, you, you get to show up in your PJs. I imagine it's the dream. You show up in your PJs. You just talk. I imagine it's got to yeah. be awesome. This is because you haven't seen the movie. Oh, I'm not she's, voice acting. No, she's in the movie, bro. What are you <laughs> talking about? I, I, am at, I thought that it was an all dog situation. What was it like no, to hang out was... with the buddies? She's acting now alongside dogs. All of the yeah. super buddy super fans. I'm, I am so sorry. A lot of eight-year-olds, my friend. What, You're in trouble. What you don't know is, is Panda walked in this morning and said, guys, I was watching super buddies this morning. Susta's looking frumpy. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, no, she was an actor aside she, from the dog uh, with the dogs. That's why I wanted to ask her. About you guys it. are equal. You That's have, right. uh, I don't know what <laughs> role she's ever been in, and she looked frumpy in Nine Lives. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You guys are all winning. That's right. We're I, we're crushing it. I'm so sorry. I, I I like Super Buddies was the last Sustad movie I had to watch. I just didn't get to it last night, and I'm yeah. sorry. I'm yeah, sorry yeah, I didn't yeah. watch them all. Uh-huh. But I, that's it. Sounds great. Superhero dogs. Are you you're you're doing a lot of acting aside? Like they're the the stuff they have to do is digitized. So you're acting alongside of a green screen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're really proud of that work. Yeah. <laughs> do you get to see any dogs? That's my finest, are there, actually. Are there any dogs on set? Oh yeah. There's <laughs> monkeys. We had dogs. Awesome. We had. I mean, we had all kinds of animals on set. It was an animal show. I want to. I want a super buddies too. Forget nine lives too. <laughs> Do you know what? The director of that movie, who's a wonderful, wonderful guy, um, I I cracked some joke. Um, I was like, yeah, I bet you know, like <laughs> this is classic Sustad foot in her mouth. We were standing there like watching some like playback, and I was like, I bet when you're done these, you know, like now that they're just straight to DVD, you're probably just like raking in the the cash. <laughs> and like, I'm like, yeah, like, isn't this like your eighth now? Like, that's awesome. You know, you're just like, you're just rolling. And he's like, oh yeah. He's like, well, actually, you know, when I, when I debut these in LA and we do it at like the Chinese theater, wow. um, I know. Like, Chinese I only invite, theater I only invite kids. Oh, and really? the whole theater's kids. Wow. And my greatest joy is watching their faces as they watch these wow. movies. And like when they laugh or whatever, it's like, it's like what I do it for. And I was like, Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I don't buy it. Speak, like, spoken like a no, guy who's rolling so in the dough. Okay. <laughs> I'll be in my trailer. Suss that out. <laughs> yeah, like I will phantom back now. Thank you. Right. Kids, kids so, great. Kimberly, you've been in a ton of TV, uh, Travelers, uh, Witches of East End, Primeval, Spooksville. I would, I mean, we don't have the time, but I'd love to. What is every to the Twilight Zone? You're in the new Twilight Zone. What what is everyone always says? Every actor is always like, "Oh my gosh, we had the best cast and crew and everyone involved." The, the the you know craft services people, they're all wonderful. Of all the TV you worked on, that's not one of your Hallmark movies. Which one of those that you you came on and did some episodes really did have the best cast and crew? Which one? Unspeakable. Unspeakable. What made it yeah. so great? the the story that we were telling was uh really meaningful and impact i mean they all are but some more than others mm-hmm. um and the the director and writer had worked on that for 15 years wow and it was about the tainted blood crisis of the 90s mm-hmm. where the red cross kind of covered up having put through a lot of tainted blood in, in all always. And that's where kind of AIDS started to spread through the people, these blood transfusions that needed them. Um, and then there was this massive cover up and people are still kind of getting paid out today, but it took a really long time for, for them to acknowledge that. And there was just a story of, I think it was like, it followed me like an epic amount of families uh, that were impacted by that and uh, lost a loved one because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. And 
everybody, Sarah Wayne Callies was uh, in it and actually directed an episode of, of mine where she's from the walking dead. And like, I don't know, she has a horseshoe up her bum in terms of like how many amazing TV shows she's been a part of and how successful they've been, but she's really awesome. Uh, and got to work with her and um, just a, a number of even local uh, actors here that are phenomenal. Vancouver has such an incredible talent pool and this really showed them off. So it was, um, if you get a chance to ever see it, I think you can watch it on CBC online. Uh, wow. It's really, really incredible yeah, show. Yeah, I'd never heard of it before because it was a Canadian deal. That's probably why we never heard of it. it sounds great. Yeah. Um, uh, I saw it. In the U.S., I can't remember what okay. it was on so I'm I a, chose to watch that over Super Buddies. That's and, right. You know, Unspeakable that's, for you. I went with Super Buddies. So maybe fault. it's on me. Yeah. Uh, another yeah. tough one. Uh, you can't choose your new one with Paul Campbell. You can't choose Nine Lives of Christmas. Favorite or most memorable Hallmark movie that you've made? Uh, I can't choose either one of those. You can't choose either of those. That's tricky because Paul's sitting right here. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, most God. people, most people say they're the one they're working on right now. Like that's why I usually don't let you choose that one. And the nine lives is such an obvious choice. So you've got 11 others. For what it's worth, even if I had the chance, I wouldn't say the one. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. I, I thought you were lying about I Paul being right there. Bit, but Paul no, Campbell no, he's le right there. Legitimately yeah. right there. I love that. Um, yeah. He's literally just walked in. Oh, I'm sorry. That's annoying me immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's just his essence. Yeah. It's just an He's immediately an annoying, annoying guy. There's no way around. A bride for Christmas. A what? A bride for Christmas. A bride for Christmas. Christmas. Okay. First one. First, first one. one. Yeah. It was really, that, that was really fun. The entire cast was, uh, hilarious and, and funny. I got to work with Peter Benson, who I love. Oh, he, classic, a Baxter second guy in the Hallmark universe. Yeah. Classic. Like, so funny. He's actually in this movie with Paul and I oh, and cool. plays oh, yeah. my jilted ex. <laughs> Classic Baxter. I'm sa I've said it. He that's the, he's the other guy. He's yeah. so good and he's so funny. And he's been starting to direct for Hallmark too now. And uh, yeah, that had a, a dream cast in it as well. It was really fun. So, so can you can just nod or, or shake your head no. Every have you ever had working in Hallmark a cast that you would say like not a cast a crew and cast all together like an environment that you would say was less than would substandard for you no never hmm. wow. never wow man it's because paul's sitting right there yeah paul's sitting there that's what <laughs> happened i knew it yeah definitely Paul. <laughs> definitely yeah. Paul. we got to take one more break we'll be right back for more of this We're not going to dive into uh, the new movie right now because Paul's joining us next time. We're doing it right now, but yeah. you'll, you'll hear it next week. Um, so we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Um, but really quickly, going to Sensibility and Snowman, I just have one question. Um, Luke McFarlane is rocking a Newsies hat uh, in part of that movie, and I want to know your thoughts on that. I told him, um, uh, it, you know, I think he looks better without the Newsies hat on. Do you want to weigh in on that that conversation? Because it is a conversation that the Internet's been talking about for a long time now. <laughs> I don't think there's anything That's he funny. can do 
to make himself look bad. Yeah, that's, no, that's true. Fair. That's I, no, that's fair. That. I don't want to make it perfectly clear. Look, uh, we, a Luke McFarland <laughs> news he's had on is still yeah. superior to most people. Yeah. I want to make that perfectly clear. Yeah. Luke, Luke was on our show and I was hoping he'd be a jerk just because it, that would only be fair. And he's mm-hmm. also no, just he's ends just up being a great guy dude. somehow. Mm-hmm. He um, is really great. You know, Paul, and for the longest time, when we actually did Sense and Sensibility in Snowman, he, he didn't have social media. He was yeah. a guy that never had his phone in his hand and was actually available for conversation, you know, yeah. sitting sitting there. And I just found that so he, amazing. He and joined we, our... He put my phone down and, hmm. like, we just talked. And you're, you just go, you're so lost on us now. You well, know, everybody, as soon as you break, everybody's like, yeah. ding, 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 yeah. ding, 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 yeah. ding, you know. He is on Instagram now, so yeah. he's changed. He joined yeah. Instagram yeah, the week that he came on our show, and it's just all him like doing wood carvings. <laughs> shirtless, and it's just frustrating. Yeah, it's frustrating. I do have a nine lives Wait, question. Shirtless. Yeah, shirtless, of course. <laughs> I, have a, I have a nine lives question, and this is the one that everyone's been wanting to hear. Um, you guys are in Portland during that movie, Portland, Oregon. Is that correct? It's beautiful and green outside. It's Portland somewhere. At Christmas time, it's still green. But uh, in the at the end of this movie, there is a dog adoption that takes place on Christmas Day. Yeah, I, I just want your thoughts on that. <laughs> I think everybody's adopting dogs on Christmas Day. So you're saying they <laughs> they open up all the gifts under the tree and they're like, "But wait, Lucy, Billy, we're going to adopt a dog," and everybody's yeah, there. You know, we should have just be giving them away for free. Just you know, That's right. you get a dog and you yeah. get a dog and you get a dog. Yeah, look under your seat. There's a dog. <laughs> it really is the way to do it because what if the kid doesn't like the dog that you get him? So it's just so better weird. to let the kid pick it up. Yeah, of course. It's a. I Bill, like it. Bill Abbott is like a huge. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> and I think at the time, like back then, there was an adoption in every movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's important. Does this is like, a wait, question? We have done this entire movie. I'm sure this is how the combo went. There is no adoption. So, <laughs> where do we put it? In the last scene of this movie, there must be. Yeah, it's a it classic Christmas Day pet adoption event. Is all I'm yeah. saying. It has to be done. Yeah. There was one of those in Super Buddies, actually. I don't know if you saw. It was a director's was, cut. Yeah, it got yeah, yeah, cut yeah. for time. I'm sorry. He didn't see it, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he didn't understand. Um, does uh, You might not know this, but I, I was talking to Dan about this earlier. Do you, does Bill Abbott own Happy the Dog, or is Happy the Dog a Hallmark Channel owned dog? Paul, do you know the answer to that? Uh, I Who's owns Happy the Dog? I don't know, actually. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, this I think I'll take I'll take it to the higher ups. I'll yeah, yeah, I'll bring it I'll we'll bring keep, it upstairs. We'll keep because if we've that. seen the last of Happy the Dog, that's not fair to us, the viewers. Mm-hmm. We should have been allowed to say goodbye to Happy. And I it seems like you're taking this out on Kimberly though. And I don't and know. And I'm why. not. No. no. I, I actually don't think Bill owns Happy okay. the Dog. Thank okay. God. Okay. Yeah. They could we, switch it out though without us knowing, right? Like no, no, we would know. know. You would think know. we'd know a new happy? We would know happy. We yeah. would know happy. Okay. Would know. Um, rapid Kimberly, fire? Yeah, we end every episode with a rapid fire uh, where we each get to ask you three questions as quickly as possible. Um, when we did this with Paul, Paul brought up drugs. So you have yeah, that. There you go. Um, and I don't know if Paul remembers that, but he did. And it was great for all of us. Uh, we each get to ask you three questions as quick as possible. You have to answer them as quick as possible and as honest as possible. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is where <laughs> she looks terrible. Bad for me. No, yeah. it's going to be great. Dan? Uh, the thing that you can get in Canada that you, that you love that you just cannot get in the United States. I'll dress chips. What's that? What did you say? 
Paul just whispered healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. You said some chips. What kind of chips did you say? All dressed. All dressed. What does that mean? Well, you need to come up here to. to if oh, you don't know, you don't know. I, I've had I'm send you guys bags. Please, yes, do it. All dressed. I'm a big fan of ketchup chips, which are hard to find down here, but are in Canada. But all oh, dressed, yeah. I'm interested. Is it just like a bunch of different seasonings? It's all of the flavors. Yeah. Oh, one. man. Interesting. We got something like That's that called voodoo chips down here, yeah. uh, which sounds, oh, like, yeah. sounds like we live on the bottom. This sounds hot, though. This is not hot. This is like just all of the mm. flavors. Okay. All dressed oh, chips. We, we, you, we'll text you our address. We expect them. I'm just saying. Mm. Yeah. We'll be waiting by our mailbox. That's right. Um, what What's your first uh, memory that you have, speaking of mail, of getting something in the mail and being really Really excited about it. What's your first memory? Oh gosh. Um, we do hard hitting questions here, so. <laughs> I think you should just join and answer these for me. Paul said a residual check. Which is actually uh, really cool. That's a good question. I mean, good answer. Uh, I uh, gosh, I I don't know what I got in the mail. Like, I don't know. It's okay. You never uh, got mail. It's fine. Mm. Yeah, I didn't get mail. Like, um, it's okay. You think about it, Panda. Best restaurant you've ever eaten at? Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> hey, uh, but it's not the worst. Your most your most memorable movie going experience, like trip to the theater where you remember just everything about it. Uh, Little Mermaid. Yes, Little Mermaid. With my dad, and I like I was terrified in the movie because the, the whole sinking of the ship with Ursula yeah. and like the whole thing, but also enamored with the love story. You couldn't have been more than three or four years old, though. Uh, yeah, I was my yeah exactly. I was my daughter's age. My dad took me, mm. and I was way too young. But they're watching it, yeah. So maybe like right right <laughs> yeah, at yeah, the yeah. time that was I remember that was the very first movie I saw in the theater. Wow. Which buddy is your favorite super buddy? <laughs> <laughs> this is where I'm going to get cut because I actually don't know their names, but I did get offered one of them <gasps> to have. As you were a offered a super buddy? How did Bill Abbott it, not fire you? <laughs> yeah, and I asked, I was like, can, we, can I please keep this dog? My husband was like, no. <laughs> My gosh. No. But so those puppies, they... they they grow up so fast in the movie, in the making of the movie that they, they go through two litters. Wow. Super Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. It's a lot of super buddies. That's a lot of buddies. <laughs> That's a lot of They're super. like, what? They're not the same. The whole time is like, no puppies grow really fast. Yeah. Mm. So they're training two, two groups of puppies and then swap them halfway through the making of it. And then they find, you know, loving homes for, there are people out there with super buddies. Oh like, yes. I'm so jealous. Is this the most you've talked about super buddies ever? Ever. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, what we're here for. The hard hitting uh, questions. <laughs> uh, the worst thing that's ever happened to you in the snow. Uh, I peed my snow pants. Oh yeah. It's tough. See, that's why it's a good question. That's, that's why a it's a good question. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> Here, what did Paul say? Go ahead, tell he us. Said last year was not a good. Year. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, so here's the scenario: you get to either um, star in the next major major motion picture of your choice, 
Like your choice of director, your choice of script, you get to star in it or be whatever part you want, but you also have to make another Super Buddies movie and you can and you can never be in Nine Lives of Christmas 2. Wow. Are you taking it? Yes or no? Man, that's hard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, what? <laughs> <laughs> you get to choose. Like, whatever it is. Paul Thomas Anderson's uh, latest movie with Daniel Day-Lewis or whatever it is. Whether it's I would want a Mission Impossible yeah, of Tom okay, Cruise. Okay, great. All right, the new Mission Impossible. You're the lead opposite Tom Cruise doing all the stunts everything yeah. nine lives two never you, does happen you, you so. get to do that you are in that movie for all posterity you get to show your kids all that stuff but in order to do it the price you have to pay to the devil is you had to make another super buddy super buddies two even buddier <laughs> the than devil's ever, a whatever. huge fan of what super buddies in this scenario and you can never make nine lives of christmas two Man. are you doing it you know it's no. you, you're not <laughs> wow. no 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 I saw I saw Kimberly the answer was yes and then you're like you want me to trash all the nine lives <laughs> of Christmas fans right. right now yeah. no way yeah. no we, we want you to believe we that know. people want you to do what makes you happy we know. and to and to do the thing we know I think everyone nine I, lives of Christmas too uh huh yeah I think everyone would support you yeah I think yeah. they would too I think we know what she'd do yeah. <laughs> Uh, Turns out I'm good friends with Christopher McQuarrie and Tom Cruise. Yeah. I've got them on the line right now. What's your guilty pleasure uh, snack food that you like to uh, eat snack on after the kids go to bed? Oh, uh, well, chips. Yeah. All, sure. dr all, all dressed? dressed? Yeah, like family size bag. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite song currently? <laughs> oh gosh. Um, Electric Blue uh, by who is that? Dane Barnes. D Dane Dave Barnes. Dave Barnes. Dave Barnes. Electric Blue. You got to hear the song. It's so good. Wow. It's like my song of the summer. Man. Oh. While you ask me the next question, Paul's going to pull well, that, was, that, was that was the last, last question, question but let us know if he plays it. We have to replace it with a royalty-free song. So Yeah, yeah. He can't play it on the air. We'll listen to it. <laughs> oh, I don't hate that. I love it. I, like I, I love it. it. can groove. I like it. Oh, I do like mm. it. Oh, mm. I, I, Isn't that good? Yeah. 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 yeah, it's got like a Winwood feeling. Yeah. Yes, it does. You just yeah. need to hear the... Oh. Oh, man. That's good. I love it. You know what the best part of this is, is us putting o o other audio over top of her <laughs> dancing like yeah. that. We can put in whatever we want. <laughs> yeah. Man. I like it a lot. Wow, I like it. We did it. We did it, everybody. Congratulations to us. Congratulations to everybody. Uh, Kimberly, you're coming back next week from what I understand. I guess Paul's going to stay there for a full week because we do this live, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to stay there for a full week. <laughs> uh, the next week you'll be back with Paul. Yeah. It's going to be a lot as of fun. As long as you wear the same thing. <laughs> as long as you wear the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> that would be weird. Yeah. 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 That's true. I'll have to take a five-minute break here. Yeah, All you're right. good. Let's do uh, it. Uh, break. Yeah. 
We ready? We're ready. All until right. until next week when we see you, may we be the first to wish you a Merry Christmas. Deck the Hallmark is a Bramble Jam podcast. It's presented by Friendly TV and recorded live in Greenville, South Carolina at the Bramble Jam Podcast Network Studios. It's produced by Brandon Gray. You can find out more information at deckthehallmark.com.